There's a word from the Lord again on this morning. Uh, as we continue this series that God has given us, the series is entitled Faith Matters. Faith Matters. We have not only preached this on Sunday morning, we began to teach this on Tuesday night. But the Bible declares that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so now, this our third message in this series. We would like to invite you to a very powerful text that is found in the book of Genesis, chapter 22, verses 1 and verse 2. The book of Genesis, the 22nd chapter, the first and the second verse. We are reading this morning from the New Living Translation. Remember, the series, once again, is entitled Faith Matters. Listen, I said earlier this month that if you're going to overcome anything this year, if you are going to be a conqueror, if you're going to be the head and not the tail, it will be because of your faith. If you're going to get knocked down and get up, brush yourself off and says, I still have joy, it will be because of your faith. God has assigned us the task to share with you in this first part of this year of 2022 to talk about faith and how faith matters. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 and verse 2, the New Living Translation. And it reads, Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called him. Yes, he replied, here am I. Verse 2, God said to Abraham, take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Look at that second clause of the first verse. It simply says, God tested Abraham's faith. God tested Abraham's faith. For the next few moments, this third message in this series, I want to speak from the subject, the faith test. The faith test. Listen, as I begin this message, I, I want to open this message with this statement. And that is, one thing, the one thing we as believers can be confident of is that our faith will definitely be put to the test. Make no mistake about it. Our faith will be put to the test. 
It is not a question if you will be put to the test. It is when will you be put to the test? And can you endure and come out victorious? Listen, it has been said, and this is one of my favorite quotes, that a faith that cannot be tested cannot be trust. Please hear this again. A faith that cannot be tested cannot be trust. Can God trust you to test your faith? Can God trust you to know that your faith can withstand the test? Consider this with me if you will, as I began to think about being put to the test, God dropped these two questions in my mind. Consider this. Will any teacher or any professor give a student a passing grade that has never been tested? Part of the learning process, part of the matriculation process to a higher level of grade is that you must pass the test. Here's another question for you to ponder or to consider. Will any of you want to fly on a plane that has never been tested? Here's another question, particularly today as Dr. Cedric McFadden did a great job honoring the legacy of Dr. King, and we salute Dr. King today. Will any of you trust a surgeon like Cedric McFadden, who is a renowned surgeon, young man, but would you trust a surgeon who says, I think I can do this, but I've never really been tested on this. I wouldn't want someone to operate on me who says, I have confidence, but I've never really been tested in this area. My response would be no disrespect to Cedric and many others. Well, Doc, when you pass the test and get some experience, uh, I hope to use you then if necessary. What are you saying, Pastor Jackson? Tests are necessary. Please listen to me, my brothers and sisters. The testing of your faith is necessary. Listen, the purpose of a test is not just to demonstrate to the instructor what the students have learned, but also to reassure the students that they are prepared to go forward. Listen, I've been a student half of my life. One of the reassuring things when you pass a test is that I'm now uh, prepared for the next level. What if a teacher or a professor kept passing you from a grade to a grade? Listen, one of our great worship leaders, our brother B.J. Jones, right here behind me, is a phenomenal principal and an educator. And I would say to BJ and other educators perhaps that are listening, you know, you would never pass a student on who never passed a test. Why? Because it is not 
it is not to the advantage of the student. You are doing a student a disservice to pass them on and upward knowing they are not prepared. Perhaps one of the tragedies of, 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 of decentralization or desegregation when it first started um, was that many people felt as if when, when African Americans were forced uh, to go into other schools that the schools did not want them there. And listen, I know I, I'm a product of that era. I'm a product of that era. Listen, my aunt, uh, Ms. Willow Mae Jackson, is a phenomenal teacher, and I was blessed to have people around me. But one of the tragedies of that era, I'm told by a lot of retired educators, is that a lot of schools felt it was necessary to keep students calm than to educate them. And they would promote you if you had good behavior, even if you had bad grades. <laughs> because they just didn't want you to cause trouble. And, they were, and so that perhaps was good for the environment of the class, but it wasn't good for the student. And you had students who could never pass a test now in society, cannot get jobs, and cannot perform. Why? because they were never put to the test. Listen, it is important to understand that God has a purpose for every test he allows us to go through. I want you to hear me today that if you are going through a test, it is because God has a purpose. If you're going through something, it is because God has a purpose. The Apostle James writes in the book of James, chapter 1, verses 2 to verse 4, the New Living Translation. Listen to these most profound words. James writes, and I quote, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, listen to what James writes, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Once again, James says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Listen, there was a time in my life in which I resented God for all the things I went through. Now I celebrate and worship God for allowing me to go through it because it made me stronger. It made me better. Uh, going through what you went through was the best thing that perhaps ever happened to you because it made you stronger. It made you better. Uh, listen, our faith test is more, and this is what God said to me. He says, perhaps our faith test is more about the testimony we gain after the test 
than the things we go through during the test. <laughs> Listen, uh, and you would only appreciate this in retrospect. Having gone through looking back over your life, you say, you know what? I'm better now because I went through that. I am stronger now because I went through that. I want to repeat this statement again, that perhaps our faith test is more about the testimony we gain after the test uh, than the things we go through during the test. There's a biblical example of this uh, with a man by the name of Joseph in the Old Testament. You know the story of Joseph. Joseph, the son of Jacob. Joseph said to his brothers that caused him so much pain, agony, and grief. They put him in a pit. They sold him into slavery. He went into a foreign land. He was imprisoned in a dungeon. And now, some years later, God had elevated Joseph to become governor of all of Egypt. These same brothers return to Joseph. And Joseph says to them in the book of Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20, you intended to harm me, but God, somebody ought to say but God, but God intended it all for my good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Everybody ought to have a but God testimony. Come on. Anybody right now, wherever you, this is a good time for you to put a praise on it. Somebody send out the words in quotation, but God, but God. Uh, that is your testimony. That is you coming through all you went through. Lord, I didn't want to do it, but I'm glad I did. I'm better. I'm stronger. Any but God testimonies? Any but God testimonies? But let me tell you something. Here's what God said to me. He says, in order for our faith test to become a testimony, we must first pass the test. <laughs> Hear me now. <laughs> See, taking a test does not elevate you past the Mac to the next grade level. <laughs> Passing the test does. <laughs> uh, everyone who takes the test doesn't pass the test. If you want to be elevated, if you want to get somewhere in life, it is important that we pass the tests. Joseph passed the test. A dungeon, a pit, a prison, false accusation uh, by Potiphar's wife. But yet he held firm to his faith. And at the end, he can say, what you meant for my destruction, God meant to bless me. It's important not only 
to go through the test. But please don't miss this, my brothers and sisters. Wherever you are, it is important to pass the test. Let us now, for the next few moments, turn to our text. In our text, let us examine what is considered to be perhaps the greatest faith test in the Bible. In our text, Abraham, who is referred to as the father of faith, Abraham has his faith put to the test. Listen, one of my favorite biblical scholars, Dr. John G. Butler, in his commentary of the life of Abraham, says that this was not only the greatest faith test of Abraham's life, but Dr. Butler goes on to say perhaps this is one of the greatest faith tests ever for anyone. Uh, think about what Abraham was asked to do. Abraham now in his old age finally has been blessed by God to have that son he had been promised. Abraham now 100 years old and finally he becomes a father. Isaac is now the promised son that God has said to Abraham I'll bless you with. But now something happens. Look at what happens. He is now, Abraham is now being asked by God to offer this same son, his son Isaac, up as a sacrifice. The son that Abraham had waited so long for. Son that when the angel promised Sarah that she would have a child, the Bible says she laughed because she was 90 years old. And now Abraham has this son, Isaac, who is a young lad. We don't know. The text doesn't say exactly what his age is, but we know he's old enough not only to walk, but to talk, but to communicate with his dad. So now Abraham's son and God goes to Abraham and says to him, I need you to sacrifice that which you've waited all your life to receive. Listen, it is important to note that Abraham's faith test was not to prove anything to God. Uh, God already knew Abraham's heart. The test was for Abraham, <laughs> not God. It was to reassure Abraham that he could trust God. <laughs> uh, don't miss this. God dropped this in my spirit just earlier uh, before I came to the pulpit to add this. God says the test was to reassure Abraham that the God he served, he could trust. God told me to tell you that your test is to reassure you that you could trust God, that you are leaning on the everlasting arm of God. Listen, we're told in the text that Abraham took his son Isaac up to the mountain 
Mount Moriah. Uh, there he prepared uh, to offer him up as a sacrifice. Abraham was going to do just what God asked him to do. Get into the minds of Abraham with me, if you will. Imagine this. God, you promised me this child. But now you're asking me to give up that which I love so very much. But Abraham was willing to do it, the Bible says. So he journeys up the mountain, taking Isaac with him. When Isaac turned to his dad and Isaac asked his father, he says, where was the lamb for the sacrifice? Note what Abraham said to Isaac in verse 8, the New King James Version. Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself the lamb for the burnt offering. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to do it, but I trust that God will make a way somehow. My son, God will provide himself a burnt offering. Now listen, as Abraham was uh, prepared to go through with the sacrifice, you know the story, the angel of the Lord stopped Abraham and said to him in verse 12, don't do it. Uh, you have not withheld any good thing from God, not even your son. Abraham was willing to go all the way, but God stopped him. Now, according to verse 13 of the text, listen to this. The sacrifice that was needed uh, for the burnt offering was already there. Somebody help me say, already there. Somebody say, already there. In fact, this is a good time to put a praise, brother musicians, on the fact uh, that God has already decided that what you need is already there. Somebody praise God. Someone lift those hands and celebrate the fact that what you need is already there. Already. God has already. God has already made a way. Listen to verse 13. There was a ram in the bush <laughs> uh, caught in the thicket of the bush which was to be used for the sacrifice. Let me tell you something. Before Abraham went up the mountain, Pastor Matt, the ram in the bush was already there. <laughs> God knew that what he needed as the sacrifice was already there. In verse 14 of the text, Abraham was so impressed with the place, he named that place Jehovah Jireh, which is the Lord will provide. Somebody right now is going through something. I'm here to tell you, God will provide. Someone is struggling right now. I'm here to tell you, God will provide. 
someone is wondering will my family ever come together will my children be all right i'm here to tell you god will provide somebody is wondering am i gonna make it in 2022 i'm here to tell you god will provide god will provide god will provide someone throw your hands up open your mouth and say god will provide god will provide you ought to thank him you ought to thank him he's a provider he's a heart fixer he is a provider he keeps making a way over and over and over Woo. yes he will yes he will somebody help me preach in virtual land and just type yes he will somebody just send out yes he will yes he will yes he will i'm a living witness that god will Woo. yes he will <laughs> uh, i feel something up in here listen i i wish you all were here in this worship center but i know your spirits are here but i just want to tell you right now if you were here we would probably put a little dancing music on the fact that yes god will i know he will i'm a living witness i'm gonna help y'all shout at home i'm gonna help y'all praise god at home come on musicians come on come on that's right Woo. yes he will yes he will come on dance at your kitchen table dance in your living room dance in your bedroom Woo. walk the floor walk the floor and say yes he will yes he will uh, I know he will. I know he will. I know. I, I, I. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give God your best dance. Give God your best praise. Woo! Ah. Yes, he will. Woo! Listen. Ah, yes, he will. Yes, he will. Listen, my brothers and sisters, as we prepare to conclude today's message, I want to leave you with three key insights, three key takeaways from Abraham's experience. Whew, I'm still stuck on yes, he will. <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> Thank you, praise team. Yes, he will. Woo, somebody help me say, yes, he will. I got a few witnesses in the house. Amen. Listen, I want to leave you with these three key insights that will help you in 2022. Number one is this. As believers, our faith 
will most certainly be put to the test. I want you to remember this as we prepare to conclude this message. It's a statement that I made at the beginning of this message. And I want you to take this with you. That as believers, it's not if you're going to be put to the test. It is when will it happen and will you come through it? I want to repeat these words again that I said earlier. A faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. Can God trust you to test your faith? Can God trust you to put you through something? He could trust Joseph. He could trust Abraham. I'm not sure if there's anything on earth that Abraham loved more than Isaac. But yet he was willing to give him up because God asked him to. God trusted Abraham to test his faith. The second key insight that I want to leave you with as we prepare to conclude today's message is this. I want you to hear this. And I save this for the takeaway or for the insight. I contemplated whether to integrate it in the message earlier. God says, save it for here. Abraham had the faith, please don't miss this point, to speak what he believed. Abraham said to his servants, he was going up the mountain with Isaac. Abraham had servants. He said to his servants in verse 5, I want you to see this. Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will travel a little further. But please look at what he said. We will worship there. And then, look at this. We will come back. <laughs> Not that I will come back. I thought you were going to sacrifice your son. But he said, Brother Bill, to his servants, stay here. My boy and I are going up Mount Moriah and we're going to worship. <laughs> he called the sacrifice worship. We're going to worship there. Then he spoke faith. And he says, we will come back. Now, the last time I checked, we included more than one person. In other words, my son and I are coming back. I don't know how God's going to work it out. But I believe somehow we are coming back. Woo, he spoke what he believed. And then in verse 8, still second point, second point. Verse 8, he speaks again. And now he speaks to Isaac. 
Verse 5, he spoke to his servants. Verse 8, he says to Isaac, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. He said that before he saw the ram in the bush. It's so easy that when we discover we have a ram in the bush, then we develop faith. But Abraham's faith preceded the ram in the bush. Anyone can have faith when you know how it's going to work out. But Abraham said to Isaac in verse 8, the NIV translation, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. <laughs> and then here's the third and the final insight, third and the final takeaway as we conclude today's message. Simply says, God will always provide. <laughs> Who am I talking to today? God will always provide. The sacrifice, the lamb, the ram was already there. Can I tell you something? Please, I'm looking you in your eyes right now. Stop whatever you're doing. And I want you to hear these final words of this message. Stop. Look at me. Hear this. God always has a ram in the bush. <laughs> I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how difficult your situation may be. But I stopped by to say to somebody on this cold Sunday morning in the midst of a pandemic that God always has a ram in the bush. The question is, will you always have faith in the God that always has a ram in the bush? Thank you, Lord. Uh, the challenge to all of us, including myself, is to always have faith in that God that always has a ram in the bush. Listen, as we prepare for this altar experience, the altar song is a favorite classic song of the church. And the song is simply entitled, My Faith Looks Up to Thee. Ooh. In order for you to pass the faith test, your faith cannot turn to the government, cannot turn to the church. Your faith must not be in Pastor Jackson. Ooh. Because I am human. And I'm subject to fall. All humans are. Faith cannot be in the government. We are seeing right now how fragile even the greatest democracy in the world is. Our government, perhaps on the titters of falling apart. Ooh. 
But my faith doesn't look up to who is in the White House. My faith doesn't look up to who's at the State House. My faith doesn't look up to who's in the pulpit. Woo. But my faith looks up to thee. The song said, Thou Lamb of Calvary, Savior divine, now hear me woo, while I pray. I confess, I like those old songs of the church. Take all my guilt away. Oh, let me from this day be wholly thine. Ah, may thy rich grace impart that strength my fainting heart. Uh, our worshiping arts team is coming right now uh, to bless us. Woo, thank you, musicians. Ah, Y'all sound like old-time musicians. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, the Bill Lord, uh, coming anointed young man to take us back right now, even at your kitchen table. Stop cooking right now and help me join in. Lift those hands. Come on, Bill. Tell her, listen, hey, listen. My faith looks up to Jackson likes that bill.
I love this song so much. There was a time in my life when I was a young man and trying to decide what I wanted to do. I uh, made a very tough decision. I was young. My wife was young. We, we had been married. <laughs> and yet God told me to do a hard thing. God told me to do a very difficult thing. Told me to change my career goals in the middle of what I had thought I had mapped out for my life. Bill, I remember specifically one night, my wife can tell you that, that, that I like to go to sleep listening to gospel music on the radio. And I was lying in my bed, ooh, tears streaming down my face, going, Lord, how am I ever going to feed my family? How would I ever make a way? And this song came on the radio uh, in the middle of the night. And I cried, and I cried, and I cried. And the Lord said to me, if your faith looks up to me, I will always make a way. My two young kids were in the next room lying in the bed. And I got up, and the Lord told me to just go. And I just put my hands over their bed, and I said, Lord, make a way. I didn't know what was going to happen. I was, I was struggling. I, I was here I am now, Lord, making sacrifices. But God says, watch me. I will always make a way. I want to say to you today that in the midst of your test, God will make a way. Bill, can you sing that one more time? Somebody right now needs to hear this. Listen, my Thank you, Lord. Somebody, somebody lift those hands to God right now. personal life, every faith test I've had, I've had to look up to God. And the test was not how I would do, but the test was would I trust God in this? And I lost my dad. Can you still trust God? Uh, when things did not go the way that I had hoped that they would always go in my personal finances, can I trust God? 
and I had family crisis, can I trust God? My faith had to always look up to God. I'm saying something to you right now. Here's how you pass the test. By looking to God. By looking to God who's the author and the finisher of your faith. And when you block everyone else out, when you block everything else out, and you look up to God, then you will pass the test, and God will bless you. Listen to how God blessed Abraham. Ooh, I, I want to share something with you. Uh, because Abraham passed the test, in the book of Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, the New King James Version, God said to Abraham, I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And Abraham, I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curse you. And in you, Abraham, all the families of the earth shall be blessed because Abraham passed the faith test. Not only did God bless Abraham, he blessed his family, he blessed the whole earth because Abraham looked up to God. Close those eyes wherever you are. Touch and agree virtually with me right now as we pray. If you need someone to pray with you and pray for you, there are numbers, contact information. That information is on the screen. The question I leave you with today is will you pass the test? Perhaps your question to me is, Pastor Jackson, how do I pass the test? My answer to you is, look unto God, the author and the finisher of your faith. Let us pray. Eternal Father, we thank you. God, we bless you for this message, for this service. Thank you for reminding us that even in the midst of our worst struggles, <laughs> we could always look up to you. Abraham spoke it before he saw it. He spoke what he believed. And he said to his servants, we will be back. When he said to his son, God will provide himself a lamb. Lord, we thank you for keep making ways over and over and over and over again. I bless someone who's going through a faith test right now. Bless someone, Lord. They're, they're in the midst of a test right now. Let them not go astray. Help them not to go back Help them not to give up. 
Help them not to look down, but help them, Lord, to look up to you. For this is our prayer. In your name we pray. And everybody that loves the Lord, join us once again as Bill sing this verse again. Right now, yeah. Listen. Oh, now here. Just before the closing prayer, stay with us. Uh, I want to share again that verse in verse 1, God tested Abraham's faith. Genesis 22 and verse 1, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Your faith will be put to the test. Before the benediction, I want to thank you for participating in our vision offering. I want to thank you for trusting God with us on this journey that we've taken. We've taken an unusual step in doing what God has called us to do as it relates to furthering ministry. God says we're going to do this in a very simplistic way. We're going to ask everyone under the sound of my voice to sow only $7 a week. Save it. Set it aside. I received a powerful letter from a young lady this week who said, Pastor Jackson, the messages have blessed me. I'm taking care of my mom who's at home sick, but I'm sowing a seed. And in that letter, she sent Bill a $500 vision offering. Just before I came to the pulpit, I opened another letter from someone who sent $50 all to the vision. God said to me, he says, Daryl, I'm going to build what the ministry needs, but I'm going to do it with more people given simply $7. Thank you for trusting us. Text to give right now. Stop what you're doing. Save it. Set it aside. It's a dollar a day. It's a dollar a day. There are very few places you can go and eat a full meal for $7. Amen. Save that for God. Thank you so much. To our Bible Way family, to our friends, to our neighbors, to our virtual audience, thank you for being a part of this service. As you lift those hands right now, uh, come on, Bill, once again, I love you. I'd love to hear you sing that song right now. Uh, once again, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh,
those hands to the Lord. Join us on Tuesday night as we continue our Faith Matters series, a study of the book of Hebrews. On this Tuesday, we're looking at verse 7 of Hebrews 11, and the lesson is entitled Noah's Faith. Today, we talked about Abraham's faith. Tuesday night, we're going to talk about the faith of Noah. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit may he rest with you, abide with you, may he continue to walk with you in all that you do and everywhere that you go. This is our prayer over your family, over your house. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone that loves the Lord said amen, amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bibleway Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service is a blessing to you or if you are moved by the message in any way, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. Be sure to join us at 6 a.m. every morning for 31 days of prayer. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.